They say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't teach it to murder. Or so says the handbook. But they also say rules are meant to be broken, bent, plunged, and then to dismember and do stuff with them. This is a story about gaslighting, gatekeeping, and gaining your heart's desire, using necromancy and the internet. This is the second installment of a little mini-series within our Yours Truly series. Each episode details the correspondence between a modern seeker and a long-deceased voice from the past. In this episode, we again find ourselves a fly nestled within the decaying flesh wall of hell, spying on the classified archives of the entrepreneurial demonic endeavor known as Healing Answers and Necromancy Delivered, or HAND if you're feeling clever. So turn on your 5th gen gaming system, keep tweeting about your meme stocks, and unfurl your most obscure cosplay costumery for the Archives of Hand, or what they like to call the Jack T. Ripper Dilemma. To whom it may concern, I am penning this letter to you, the Hand Agency, and I hope my missive finds you well. As you can see, I am writing this by hand with my quill and ink set as my typewriter is in the shop. Fun fact, I typically employ the Royal Quiet Deluxe, which is the same model Ernest Hemingway used. You probably didn't know that, not many people do, but I do. Regardless, I was recently at a Nudigato convention where I served as a featured panelist, unpaid. Nurigato being, of course, the ancient Japanese art of Nurigato, which is obviously the art of creating tiny wooden dolls and the houses they inhabit. And before you ask, no, it is not like a dollhouse convention, mother. <clears throat> it is a Nurigato convention. I digress. Whilst I was in attendance, I was perusing a booth of Onimanga, which is an elite horror subgenre, and I happened upon your card. At first, I scoffed. Hand? Healing answers and necromancy delivered? Sounds like something out of a bad pulp fiction! But after learning more at your site domain, I must say my interest has been piqued. I desperately seek a bespoke answer. I have a problem that I cannot solve and you are truly my last resort. Perhaps your undead mentorship is the chalice at the end of my quest. Allow me to present my quandary. Most men look at me, and they think I have it all. A tall, stiff fedora, a stunning collection of rare pipes, and the original Batleth as first used by Michael Dorn. However, my life is missing one thing. I lack the ability to go after women, get close to them, and, and obtain my heart's desire. 
I have nowhere else to turn. So, per the service advertised on your website, I, I would like to be matched with one of your undead ghoulroos, someone who can mentor me from beyond the grave. I am looking for a man who has experience with the fair sex, a gentleman, a scholar, a, a man of influence. I am particularly interested, perhaps, in a Mr. Aaron Kosminski, if you know who that is, which you probably don't. You was Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Thank you in advance, Adam Q. Masterson. P.S. I have included the $666 application fee. You are welcome for the $2 bills. Two. Taxidermy Adam 79 at hotmail.com. Subject New Client Inquiry. Good evening, Adam Q. Masterson. Thank you for sending such a beautifully penned note. I can tell you have very soft, delicate. <laughs> Congratulations! Your application has been approved. Our necromancers are hard at work, matching you with your ideal guru. This undead soul, summoned from the depths of hell, will reach out to you in three to five business days via email communication. Once you complete the registration ritual, sign the attached contract in blood, and fax it back to us. May you find whatever your heart desires. Hail the Dark Lord! Kyle Davison, Associate Director, Hand Customer Service. Taxidermy Adam79 at hotmail.com. Subject Meet Your Guru. Hello, my good man. It is I, Jack T. Richardson the Third. Not who you expected? I really am. Perhaps you may know me by my more illustrious title, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I see that in your inquiry letter, you requested to be matched with a Mr. Aaron Kosminski. One must assume that you did not mean the same empty-headed fop who has been erroneously assigned the macabre mantle which should be resting upon my shoulders. My legacy has been thwarted by a gaggle of simple-minded sleuths. He is indeed not me, and I am indeed not he. <laughs> Allow me to enlighten you. The real mystery of my much-misidentified identity is as such. Firstly, I am a British lord, 
absolutely purebred, organic, artisanal, and highborn ruling class. And that means, of course, I am quite inbred. To look at me, you would never guess that my parents were closely related, save my right hand, which is like a weird little flipper, and my jaw, which is an absolute shovel. That is because most of my ancestral maladies have actually manifested mentally, in what the quacks like to call madness. <laughs> I'm not all there upstairs. So from my very childhood, I knew I wanted nothing more than to become an awful and terrible murderer. And so I was. My dear Adam, was I ever. I murdered myself blue in the face. But here's the funny thing about growing up a young killer in Victorian London. It was already a very dangerous time to be alive. There was mercury and everything. The streets were so choked with deadly fumes, we literally turned to opium for a breath of fresh air. And arsenic? Oh, forget about it. We used arsenic more than you modern gentlemen use the tinders. Constantly. So there I was, attempting to enter the annals of murdering history, and I was not receiving the credit for any of my deadly endeavours. I mean, I am the greatest murderer of all time. I killed over 300 women all of the evening. And it was not until the magistrate began to miss his Friday fish, hold the chips if you know what I mean, that they even began investigating why the brothels were all running dry. And in the end, I only got credit for a paltry five. Five! Cinco, as they say in España. Now, all that being said, I have some good news and I have some rather bad news. The good news is that I am, as suspected, the greatest murderer of all time. And if you're looking to learn the ways of the serial killer, I am your man. Now the bad news. I am unfortunately no longer allowed to advise mortal men on the ways of dealing death. Per the rules of hand, their ghoul rules are no longer allowed to dispense any murdery advice. There was some legal trouble with one Elizabeth Bathory. You know, Lady Dracula, who may or may not have started a bit of a stabby virgin blood-drinking cabal-type situation in Los Angeles, New York, and Atlanta. Very up-and-coming. Liz Bathory, by the way. Such fun! Uh, there's nothing like spending an afternoon with her, wandering the plains of hell. Oh, she kills me! <laughs> then she drinks my blood. I strangle her, do weird medical stuff with her body. She stabs me again, fills my rectum with ants and bees, and then I poison her until her veins codify and shatter. Then we go play a little game of cribbage. Oh, it is a delight. So, what I'm trying to say is, if we steer clear of the murdering arts, I am pleased to advise on anything you like. Ever yours, Jack the Ripper. Dear Jack the Ripper, first of all, I must say I am a huge fan and I cannot believe I am corresponding with you. I absolutely knew you were not Aaron Kosminski. That was a test. However, now that I know that you are the real Jack the Ripper, I unfortunately must terminate my contract and request a full refund in the same $2 bills I provided as they are collectible. I am not interested in corresponding unless we can discuss murder. It is the only thing my heart desires. 
I have accomplished all of my other life goals, my chalice list, if you will, as I would never accept a mere bucket as the vessel for this list. I have won the San Francisco Lord of the Rings Pinball Grand Prix. I have my own entry into the Guinness Book of World Records for owning the most copies of the Guinness Book of World Records. I have a monetized YouTube channel for my homemade Rube Goldberg machines, and, thanks to Mother, I have learned to home-freeze my own sperm. So, one might say, I have lived a quite fulfilling life. My last and final goal is to become an infamous serial killer, make all the girls who made fun of me in middle school, high school, elementary school, college, my early 20s, mid-20s, early 30s, and now... And to leave my mark on the zeitgeist forever. Just like you. If you cannot give me murder mentorship, I regret to inform you this will be our last correspondence. Sincerely, Adam. My dearest Adam, from the moment I read your inquiry, I knew I was speaking to a kindred spirit. Please, my good man, do not forfeit our friendship. A spectacular gentleman such as yourself would be a most worthy pupil of my vast stores of knowledge. Do reconsider. You seem like such a fascinating gent, and I'm so very lonely. I I mean, not lonely. I have a girlfriend. Uh, She just works for another hand agency. In Canada, Uh, she's very conventionally attractive. We don't have to confine ourselves solely to the topic of murder. I wish we could, because I know so much about murder. But sadly, no. Might you be interested in another topic? I am an avid collector of porcelain dolls. I'm an excellent cook. I am a sport enthusiast. Oh, I know. How do you feel about the history of dirigibles? This is something I find fascinating. I have paperclipped several of my favorite JPEG images to this missive for your enjoyment. Looking forward to your response with great anticipation. All the best, Jack the Ripper. Jack, I must say, I am still quite disappointed that we cannot discuss murder, but your deep dive into the history of dirigibles has given me a wonderful idea. There is another niche interest that we share. I am also an avid home chef, and I would love to explore my carnivorous proclivities with you. I am interested in the free-range, farm-to-table sourcing of my own meat if you know what I mean. So, my issue seems to be that I know where to find the uh, cows. However, whenever I go to the pasture, I have trouble getting close enough to the herd to get any of the heifers alone to slaughter and then then maybe eat and uh, do stuff with. Are you picking up what I'm laying down, Jack? I am at a total loss for so many reasons. One, the cows are really skittish around me and don't seem to like me. 
Two, sometimes there are like a million bulls around and they are just like monopolizing all of their time. Oh, and three, it's illegal to just slaughter a cow al fresco. So, you know, how do I how do I entice them back to my to my to my kitchen? I honestly don't even know where to begin. Any advice? I'd wait your response with eagerness. Best Adam. P.S. Your girlfriend at the Canadian Hand Agency sounds cool. Can I see a pic? I wonder what Jack the Ripper's personal meat sourcing secrets might be. We had no idea that he was such an avid butcher. We thought he just killed people. Back to our story and back to Jack. The thrilling conclusion of The Archives of Hand, The Jack T. Ripper Dilemma Awaits. My dearest, most beloved friend, Adam, I am thrilled that you have elected to continue our tete-a-tete. I must confess I was quite confused by your topic of conversation, but then I read your letter aloud to Liz Bathory, as I was dismembering her, and she gave me some wonderful advice. I will indeed tell you of all my personal, private, meat-sourcing secrets. Oh, how I have longed to share them. Let's begin. First of all, when you are going to... A a pasture, Uh, do make sure that you bathe thoroughly and groom your moustache so you smell pleasant. Nothing puts a herd of cows on edge like the stench of an unkempt moustache. Secondly, you will want to blend in. Do wear your best cape and top hat so that no one will notice you. Thirdly, and most butchers won't tell you this, but the real art of butchering is selecting the right cow. You'll want one that is soft and pliable, and a little bit naive, not unlike a real cow. Uh, Which is, of course, what we're talking about, so uh, strike that. (laughs) I personally look for cows that won't be missed, like an orphan cow, or an immigrant cow, or a prostitute cow. All right, I think I've said enough. (laughs) Do give it a whirl and let me know how everything goes. Ever yours... Jack the Ripper. P.S. I don't have any pics of my lady friend, who is real and whose name is uh, Pen. Penelope. Penelope. Penelope Desk Draw. She is Dutch. Jack.T.Ripper at hand.com Inter Hades memo Jack, it has come to my attention that letter you write to new client may violate strict hand policy. When copy came across my desk today, I have to say it doesn't sound like you are talking about sourcing meat. It sounds like you are giving advice on murder. Per our staff meeting, 
and the new company handbook. This is strictly prohibited. That's one. Hail the Dark Lord, Kyle Davison, Associate Director and Customer Service. Dear Jack, and the hand agent reading our private correspondence, which is probably illegal, I was absolutely abhorred to learn that assumptions were made in regards to my prior missive. I do so wish your response had not been so heavily censored. I pretty much only got to read the part about grooming my moustache, which I had previously never thought to do, or to say it like that. So I guess thank you. Perhaps a pivot is in order. If we cannot converse about slaughtering cows, let's say instead we extrapolate on something far more benign. I select sports. Anyone will do. Wherever your expertise lies, perhaps the biathlon. That is the ancient art of shooting things with guns in the wilderness and then skiing away as fast as possible. Look it up. If that is too risky sounding for the delicate ears of our agency watchdogs, how about uh, sports? There's uh, golf. Golf. Yeah. Is there anything more boring and placid than golf? A bevy of rich Caucasian men who travel to a secluded area with a bag of specialty implements and then while away the afternoon swinging and striking at everything they see, hoping to get a birdie or two? And of course, driving those little cars so they'll be easy to escape if anything goes awry. This is just one example. Any game will do. Hopefully you get my meaning. Sports. It can work. All the best. Adam. P.S. How did you and Penelope Destror meet? My most beloved Adam, I am indeed picking up upon what you are laying down. Unfortunately, I do not participate in golf. It was invented in Scotland, and I'm pretty sure you know the popular turn of phrase, there's nothing worse than a Scot upon a hill. <laughs> I am, however, an expert in fencing, a gentlemanly sport. So, what you'll want to do is find a worthy opponent who you wish to defeat. From the first thrust, you will want to act without hesitation. Give her no opportunity to strike. You want to advance, thrust into her parries, never once allow her a moment to even consider an outcome where she does not bend to your will. One does not ask, ooh, may I flunge you with my foil? There is nothing less attractive to an adversary than simpering, shall we on guard? <laughs> no, you must be bold. Always advance and always make sure your weapon is razor sharp because it will cut through bone easier which is a fencing term and not a murdering term. If it were a murdering term, I wouldn't just say it like that. I would say something more illuminating, like how you should heat the blade to cauterize the flesh as you kill so that the blood doesn't get everywhere and leave a huge mess. That would be an example of murder advice, which is not what this is. Fencing. I hope you find this of use. Your dear friend, Jack the Ripper.
P.S. Uh, my girlfriend Penelope and I met some keyboard window. Taxidermic beaver, which is a Dutch saying for a bar. We met at a bar. To Jack dot T dot Ripper at hand.com. Inter Hades memo. Jack, defensing analogy is clearly about murder. Please do not continue to break our rules. That's two. <laughs> there will not be a three. Uh, Carl Davis and Associate Director, Hand Customer Service. Hello, Jack. I am sure that your last missive was packed with solid advice. However, your hand overlords elected to redact almost every single word, save my most beloved Adam, thank you, by the way, and for some reason, the word flunge is just hilarious. But out of context, I still do not know what it means. <sighs> Jack, I am truly at a loss. Why don't we take a break from murder and instead enjoy an interlude where you tell me about your collection of painted porcelain dolls? I guess. How did you start your collection? Fondly, Adam. P.S. I hope someday I can go to the Netherlands, locate one of their famous keyboard window taxidermy beavers, and meet my own Penelope desk drawer. What a fairy tale. Do you guys think that you will get married and have kids? Hello, dearest Adam. Why, yes! I thought you would never ask. I thought you only wanted to talk about murder. Yay! I'm more than happy to extol the many facets of my extensive and rare collection of painted porcelain dolls, which are, of course, actual dolls and nothing untoward. How did I start my collection? First, I visited a local antique store because I needed directions to the apothecary where I purchased a large bottle of chloroform. And then I returned to the antique store again, also to ask for directions, this time to the local brothel after which I took the chloroform, some rope, my sharpest knife, murdered every last woman in the brothel, and then I popped back into the antique store to thank them for the excellent directions, and I saw the most precious porcelain doll. And that is how I started my collection. Which reminds me, if you are to become a murderer, you should always take care to befriend the local shop owners. They provide excellent character witnesses, especially if you spend a lot of money. I look forward to finishing this letter at a later date. I must sign off for now, as an agent of hand has dropped by to see me. Perhaps I'm getting a promotion. Love or what you will, Jack. P.S. Sadly, no. Penelope Destro and I will not be wed. She has contracted a deadly malady known as uh, 
doorknob, canopy, bed, velvet curtains, fireplace, mantel, completely full chamber pot, itis, of which she has died. And I do appreciate you never speaking of her ever again. Jack, wow, I cannot believe how long it has been since our last missive. Time flies when you're having fun, as they say, and I have been having so much fun. So, after our last correspondence, the hand agency did terminate my account, but right before it was shut down, I got one last note from your friend Liz Bathory, who directed me to a series of seminars that changed my life. I joined Quinoa a feminist collective that started as a stabby virgin blood-drinking cabal-type situation, but it's now just a regular old cult. They really opened my eyes to my own internalized misogyny. Did you know that the friend zone doesn't exist? Did you know that consent is sexy? And this one was wild. Did you know that women are people? <laughs> just like us! And mother! <laughs> what? So, now that my yoni is open, I realize I don't want to kill and punish women. I want to kill and punish people! It doesn't matter what gender they are! And it turns out that luring men back to my lair is way easier than luring women, let me tell you. You just say, hey buddy, I've got a PS5, and boom, it's dungeon time, baby! Oh, I have killed so many men. Oh, Jack, I wish you would have been part of this woke 21st century. You would have mwah, loved it. By the way, I looked up Penelope Destror at the Canadian Hand Agency, and, hmm, how do I put this? It seems like you have made it all up, every single part of it. Because how could she have died of doorknob, canopy bed, velvet, curtains, fireplace, mantle, completely full chamber pot, itis, if in order to work at hand you have to be dead already? Hmm? So, after looking her up, I reached out. I do not know if hand censors X-rated sexy talk the same way they censor murder talk, but she and I did meet up. <laughs> and even though she is a demon, we have been regularly... Redacted. 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 Or as Penelope says in her native Dutch... Heard heard. Also, with the help of Mother, we have been exploring... Redacted. 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 And that I am a blurg, and I... Redacted. 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 All while she wears my authentic, original helmet, as first worn by Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian. <laughs> anyway... I hope this finds you well. And I also hope that someday I will see you in hell. Your most beloved, Adam. P.S. Redacted.
And that was The Archives of Hand, The Jack T. Ripper Dilemma. We hope you found it edifying. The cast featured in this episode include Chris Woolsey as the madman Adam Masterson, Michael Pate as hand agent Kyle Davison, and James Kleinman as Jack the Ripper. The Archives of Hand, The Jack T. Ripper Dilemma was written by Liz Lizer and Chris Woolsey and co-directed by Ali Silva, Liz Lizer, and Casey LaForest. Music for the Archives of Hand miniseries was composed by Ari Kessler. Fireside Mystery Theater is produced by Gustavo Rodriguez and me, Ali Silva, for Fireside Mystery Productions. The intro music for this episode was composed by Nico Slater. Liz Lizer is our operations guru. Casey LaForest is our social media maven. Faith Johnson is our production coordinator. And Jason Graves composed our FMT theme music. I manage our audio production, post-production, and sound design. Hey, would you like to listen to our episodes without the ads and help support us at the same time? Become an FMT Patreon patron for five bucks or more per month and you got it. We have all kinds of rewards at different levels, plus a peek into the mind and collections of our very own head writer, Sylvan Sandivar, with his weekly missive exclusive for our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash fireside mystery theater or follow the links from our website to check it out. And to our current fabulous patrons, we could write a million love letters to you and it wouldn't be enough to express our immense adoration and gratitude. Thanks for keeping us going. An extra special postscript to our patron, Michelle Henderer. We see you adding more fuel to our fireside. Thank you so much, Michelle. If you like what we do, rate us and review us. I guess even if you don't like what we do, you, you can let us know. I mean, sure, we are super hungry for positive feedback, but we are open to the constructive criticism, too. Always learning and growing, baby. Young Adam found solace behind the towering gates of nerdy fandom and collectorship. Old Jack found solace in the dimly lit brothels and smoky alleyways of ye old London town. Both were drawn to the darkest, most hidden corners of their respective eras, while simultaneously seeking to be seen. It makes one wonder, what dark desires have you been hiding from the light, and what terrible appetites require you to mind the shadows? <laughs>